Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. Yes. Welcome to the Greatest Voice Podcast. How are we doing? How are we feeling? What is going on with you, John, Steve, Becky? I'm hoping that all those names I said are the names or at least one person who listened to this podcast. Are you doing what's going on? Uh, let's just hop right into the topics. Um, this isn't going to be a, actually, no, I'll be real. This isn't going to be a, um, a pop culture episode. I'm going to actually talk about an experience I had uh, this week. And um, it was really profound. And it had a very, very, very extreme. I'm talking about four episodes of Dr. Phil in a row with the Catch Me Outside Girl effect on my mental state. Um, and this conversation lead is going to lead into a bigger conversation about just um, I think an issue that plagues black families specifically a lot but more than that I think it affects anybody who I'll say is um, just to put it simply the only motherfucker that's doing something right in the family um, so not everybody in my family is has the herewithal or the natural work ethic to go after certain things in life. And when I say that, I'm directing that all to the cousins that are in my age group from 30 to 29, 28, 27, 26, 25, 24, 33, 31. And I talked about this on the episode of the podcast that I do on YouTube when I stream live, but I feel like I didn't go into depth with it a lot more because I feel like this is a really big issue that we do deal with specifically in the black community. There are a lot of us who, for lack of a better terms, are the lead examples in our household. There are a lot of us who, you know, just being for real, it is not like we are making over $100,000 a year. It is not like we are out there making money. But reality is in our immediate core group of cousins and brothers and sisters that grew up with us, that lived in the same street with us or stayed in the same housing projects with us, be it in a middle class area or being in a working class area, be it in the ghetto. There are a lot of us that are the only ones that are out there on our own paying our bills and maintaining ourselves as adults. And a lot of the time when you're in that situation, you will be the immediate person that people go to for money. You will be the immediate person that people go to to pick them up on the side of the road because their cars broke down and they know you have AAA. You will be the immediate person that they go to because reality is they're just have the 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 responsibility that you that they know you have they don't have in some extent, and I used to always feel bitter about that. Yo, this week every single one of my cousins, I had four or five cousins that hit me up this week, and every single one of them literally asked me for money. Literally, every single one of them only hit me up to ask me for money. Not one of them ever hits me up to say, "Hey, how are you doing? Hey, what's going on? Hey, how you doing? What's going on?" And what they don't understand is when you go through that as a grown man, that can be, it is a very, 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 very lonely feeling to be in a position where the only time the immediate people that you grew up with playing dodgeball and kickball with 
that you grew up scaffing up for $5 or $6 together to go get a $5 pizza from Little Caesars together, that they only see you as just a source of, of oh, I can come to you when I want some money because I know you're not going to say no. And I thank God to be in that position now because that lets me know that I'm doing something. Because it could, because let me tell you something, it could be a lot worse to be the nigga, to be the, the nigga in the situation where they know, oh, I'm definitely not going to call Joe. My real name's Joe. Joe, because Joe, I know he ain't never got no paper on him. That's a very, very, very uncomfortable position. It's not very uncomfortable, but it's not a very, um, it's not very uncomfortable, but it's not the most, um, we'll say, we'll say, um, good position to be in. So I bring this up because one of these sad cousins I had, this is going to be a really long conversation, really long conversation. One of these sad cousins that I have, my relative, he is one of those relatives who literally only sends me a text messages or calls me when he needs money, when his bills are due, when his girlfriend just put him out the house and he's sleeping that little beater past 1999 Jeep that he has. And it just so happened that last week, his grandfather, who was my Uncle Willie, died. I love Uncle Willie. I love my condolences to Uncle Willie. To this. I love Uncle Willie. Uncle Willie was one of the few people who, when I was growing up, used to tell me, I see something in you. I see something bright in you. you the one that's going to make a lot of money, Joe. I see it in you. I see it in you. You're going to do something good. I see it in you. I called him to give my condolences. Because I loved his grandfather. Loved him. When I first called, he didn't pick up. Instead, he responded to me with a text and said, cash at me. And by the way, you know, my granddad just died. Now, it is not on my behalf to get more mad about that than he should be. But, nigga, you are not going to use the death of your granddad to try to sympathize me into sending you money. That really sent me over the edge. So I text him and I told him, I think I still have the text. I might still have the text right here. See if I can still really find it. Cause I, um, I told him, I told him, I said, my condolences to your loss and no man, I'm not going to cash up you literally the last and only time you and everybody else only hit me is all for money. Niggas didn't even check and see how my day was going or how's life. That's what I sent to him. So he responded with a video of a gun in about what looks like $762 worth of cash and said, that was a video he sent first. And then he said, I got money, sapphire nigga. I was just checking out. And then he said, but I forgot. You was raised by Jason's faggot ass. And what I text, so what I text him and I said, now, generally speaking, I usually try to avoid conflict. Most people that know me in real life can tell you I am a a conflict avoidance type of person. That is just not how I move. But with that being said, with that being said, with that being said and that being iterated, when he said that thing about being raised by Jason's faggot ass because my stepfather, you know, is a homosexual, that sent me over the edge. So I texted him and said, 
I would, I said, okay, next time you come to California, keep that same energy and trust me, I'm waiting for you. He said, nigga, you soft as fuck, Mark. And so I said, I'm a soft nigga that slams and knocks niggas out for a living. You a nigga trying to play hard. Then we got into a very, very long argument about just dumb shit, dumb shit, dumb shit, dumb shit, dumb shit. And I ain't going to lie to you. I made my nerd square wearing a security badge looking ass look stupid. I was on that. I was literally on that podcast bragging, uh, mad at him going off talking about some. You ain't never put a man in the hospital, which I did. You ain't never put on a head in the hospital. You ain't never knocking nobody out. What you didn't did, what you didn't did, et cetera, et cetera. He telling me how he didn't did all this and shot all this, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, bro, you ain't did nothing. You ain't on nothing. So it, it went bad. That conversation took me to a dark place because. And I've always been open here on this podcast about how when I was younger, when I was a child, I was bullied. My cousin who I'm talking about, he happened to be one of those bullies. And so it took me to a dark place because it was a very, we had a very interesting experience growing up. When I moved to Alabama, at first, I stayed in Bel Air on the east side and east six on Bullet Street. Then I moved to southeast Brentwood, basically. And I stayed on North Colonial Drive. On that street within literally like all within four to five houses of each other lived me and my mom and my and my mom and my stepfather and my sisters. Four houses down lived this young man and his daddy and my other cousins. And then four houses down to the right of me lived his grandma and his grandfather who just passed away. God bless his soul. So literally all three of our families stayed on the same street. And reality is, it was not the best relationship. You know, our family, I know when I get on this podcast and I try to keep, and I try to keep using all these big words and these big metaphors, it sounds like I'm, I probably come from a very educated background. Our family in Alabama, and I'll be real, is one of the most ignorant fucking families that you might have ever seen in your life. When I think about the fact how all of them went to jail. Well, I think they thought the fact that all of us were 15, 16, literally in middle school, funk flunking. None of us made it past middle school. None of us. I think Michaela, one of our cousins, Michaela, I think she made it to 10th grade, but none of us made it past middle school. Literally me and all three of my other cousins literally did not make it past the eighth grade. And when I think about the fact when I think about how sad that is, the saddest part about that is that that was the norm for us. And our parents didn't even care because how they looked at it was, well, if they are doing it, you know, it don't even matter. Right. And it's kind of funny because I just, just a side note. I remember when I first came down there and I talked about how dumb I talked about how dumb dudes from Alabama was and how they had all the asked all these stupid questions, how ignorant they were. But then it's like, who am I to say that when I'm 15, 16, and I literally can't make it past eighth grade? What's wrong with my intelligence level? Part of the reason I think I go so hard now to trying to learn languages and trying to educate myself is because I do feel insecure about how well I performed in school in the earlier half of my life. But bouncing back to my family, it was crazy having that conversation with him because it made me realize 
that we were not raised and we were not brought up in the most in the most um i'll say conductive conducive environment for edge for to, just for progress bro and that's just in our immediate family i'm talking about like we were just we were just it was it, the, the level of ignorance that i showed in that argument with him like i talked to my father salute to my father me and him had a conversation and he said he said if you had a certain level in life why are you trying to talk down to why are you trying to punch down to people it looks like you're punching down and what that mean what he means by that is it's not even necessarily saying that I'm arguing with a young man who literally does not have a place to stay. He's sleeping with his girl, has four or five different, I don't know how many kids. And for the lack of a better term, he's arguing about gangster shit or whatever, or arguing about arguing about beating me up in a fight that we had 14, 15 and 13 years, 14, 15, 16 years ago. And as I kept telling him in the argument, Hey, listen, I done had plenty of fights since then. I done put hands on plenty of men since then. That ain't going to happen today. I don't know what you're thinking. And, you know, it was just weird. It was just weird because, one, it showed me the level of ignorance I can stoop to, that somebody can bring me to. And then also what it showed me is that environment yeah, when we got in that argument, he started talking about, oh, yeah, well, my daddy didn't did, or well, you ain't your daddy. Your daddy might have did this shit, but you ain't your daddy, as far as my blood father. Uh, when you talk about, oh, when we arguing all this shit about, yeah, my brother knocked out a nigga in jail and all this other stuff, that level of interest, we, he arguing to me about shit that happened 10 years ago, and all this just ignorance, just bowl of just ignorance and just stupidity. And the sad part about that to me, and this is why this episode is called North Colonial Drive. Is because all of that shit is still there. A North Colonial Drive in Montgomery, Alabama. That world, that ignorance, that level of just stupidity is all still out there and it is not changed since. As I understand, the crime rate in Montgomery, Alabama has went up exponentially, exponentially, expeditiously since I left. And it was weird. It was a weird moment to realize, like, Man, like that level of just like that level of just ignorance, that level of just that's still there and it didn't leave. I haven't been back to Alabama in 12 years, 13, 11 years. And from what I from what I see, it hasn't changed. You know, all of it's if anything has gotten worse. What I can say now. And this goes into a conversation I had with my father is a lot of the salute to my dad salute to united and guided uh salute to united and guided my dad um is a president of an organization that's really into trying to provide another option out there for the youth as far as like just recreational activities trying to keep them out the streets they did this thing called papa bear village in sacramento the meetup at i forgot what the name of that park is but they meet up for anybody who wants to know just hit me in the dms i'll let you know where the address is at but they meet up there they have games they have food it's a very welcoming friendly environment family friendly environment and um, I might try to go tomorrow, but salute to him. But a lot of us out there, man, we never talk about this is a conversation we don't have about in the black community. There are a lot of us out there who did everything we could in life to try to go the straight and narrow and succeeded and succeeded. 
Like I said, I am not in the best financial position. I'm not going to get on this podcast and say I'm rich and I'm making heck of money. I did just, I did just get a new job that's paying me. A lot more, man, man, round of applause. I just got this new gig. And let me say, hey, 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 yo, let me tell you something. I just got a new job. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The, the quality of the podcast is going to, is definitely going to change exponentially. That's the word, that's the word of the day, exponentially. But, um, but, um. When I think about when I think about um, the fact that I did everything I could to go the straight and narrow and it worked, you know, I thank God, even though I'm not where I want to be at, even with this new job, I am comfortable. I live on my own. I got my own car. I'm not asking people for money. I'm working hard every day to pay my bills and keep myself afloat. But when I think about all I did to get to that and then when I look at the environment that I come from. And see where everybody, where everybody else is who was around me, who grew up with me, who walked those same class. They were in McKee Middle School with me. They were in Springtown Middle School with me. They were in Houston Hill Middle School with me. They were in Patterson Elementary School. No, they were in Pennycook Elementary School with me. I went to Patterson by myself. They, we were sleeping in the same beds together. We were going to, we were fighting together. We were, when I think about, where I think about, when I take time and think about, all of my cousins, all of my brothers who are all, my dad told me something profound. He said, you and your older sister are the only, my, shout out to my sister, Tanita, you and your older sister are only two that got it right. You guys are the only two that got it right. The only two that got it right. Out of everybody, you guys are the only two that got it right. And when he says that, because don't get it messed up, there are people in my family outside of me who are successful. I have a cousin, matter of fact, who's like a big time lawyer in Miami, but I just I didn't grow up with him. Like I haven't seen him since I was five years old. I know he exists, but I haven't seen him since then. So it's kind of hard for me to be like, you know, hey, what's up, Kazo? But you know, shout out to him. I think his name is Michael. Shout out to Michael, man. I love you. I'm proud of you, man. Keep doing your thing, even though I haven't seen you in 25 years. Love you, but um, so it's a beautiful thing. But for what it took to get, for what it took for me to get to this point. I had to ignore a lot of things. I had to ignore a lot of negative influences. I ignored being around a lot of shit and associating myself. I always tell people this all the time. When I get on this podcast and have conversations about gangs and street shit and all this other stuff, this was all shit that I could have participated in. You don't think you don't you don't think when I was a kid and like I said, nerd and all, fan of Star Wars. You don't think niggas was hitting me up to go put, to go do a house, look and break into a house when I was a kid? That happened as well. You don't think when I was out there going to job corp, when I was out there, they weren't trying to recruit me in the gangs too? That happened as well. Did the same. The cousins that I'm speaking of right now, I remember the age when we got around 15 and 16, and they started joining gangs. They started trying to get put on. They started trying to be banging, and you know they chose their path. I chose mine. I remember that era. So, but that was my decision to say, hey, man, that's not for me. Hey, man, that's not for me. Hey, that's not me. Hey, that's not me. And it gets lonely when all those people who, after you went your separate ways from them, the only time they want to come around you is to ask for money. They don't understand how, they don't understand how much that hurts. They don't. They don't understand how much how how much that hurts to know like 
because I love you. I love you guys. I loved you guys a lot. But, you know, at the end of the day, the only time you even think the only time I even cross your mind is when you want some money. But that's just the game. That's just the world. And my dad told me I should mature, you know, not think of it like that and not just think of it from that perspective. But at the same time, you know, it's um, the other part of this conversation I'll make. And I think this will probably where I put a button in the podcast is do not let somebody trick you out of your position. Do not. Do not. Do not. Do not. Do not. Because the other the other part of that the other part of that situation is a lot of us will get in situations where we work so hard. I'm not speaking to the dude who out there in the streets gangbanging. I'm talking to the dude like me who's out there working twelve and thirteen hours a day, trying to pay their bills, trying to get to the next level, getting more qualifications in their career field so they can make more money, just like I just did. Yes, yes, yes. I'm speaking to that man. I'm speaking to that young man out there who because of a call from a cousin and some shit going down, he wants you to pull up. Because of a call from a cousin who's on some weird shit, is high off pills and trying to break into your home or do something crazy. Because of some shit that might go down at the club, you might throw away your whole life and throw away everything that you worked so hard for and be end up being in the same situation where they're at. You can't look down on me for not making the same. You can't look down on me for not making the same decisions you made to go out there in the streets and do stupid shit and try to gangbang. And at the same time, want to beg me for money. You cannot do that. You can't have the same options you had, have the same options you had, same options you had. We both went to Job Corp. All three of us went to Job Corp. We all got approached by joining gangs. Y'all were supposed to be bloods. I was supposed to be gangs to disciples. But goddamn it, we both all, all of us got the invitations. You can't on one side say, shame me for doing this, et cetera, et cetera. But then want to call me when some shit's going down. So at the end of the day, I think life is about boundaries sometimes. Understanding boundaries, understanding parameters. And when you're dealing with family, bro, I'll just say, man, the biggest thing I can say for anybody, and I say this specifically to my African-Americans, my Mexican people who come from the people, not even just blacks or Mexicans, let me say this, people who the root of their family come from low income environments or just come from ignorant ass families, please, please do not let these motherfuckers trick you out your position. Please do not. It's really important. That being said, I'm in this episode because it's a Saturday. My body is so freaking sore. Um, I got to take a break day from the gym because I'm just been killing it. But uh, much love, peace, and chicken grease. Thank y'all for listening to me. Thank y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.